you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Have you ever just stared at mountains and wondered, what if they are sleeping giants? Well, in this episode, I wanted to talk about a specific kind of giants known as the Nephilim or Nephilim. But in order to understand who the Nephilim are a little bit better, we have to go back to the beginning. Genesis. After Adam and Eve took a bite from the apple from the tree of the forbidden fruit, God punished the serpent, Satan. And as he was doing this, God made it very clear to him that he would impose war between his seed, and her seed. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That was a little verse from Genesis 3.15, the King James Version. And many believe that the Nephilim are the devil's attempt to corrupt the entire human race. Alright, so there are a couple of different versions and or theories on who and or what the Nephilim are, but I just wanted to briefly go over that word, Nephilim. Nephilim comes from the Hebrew word Nephal, and that simply translates to the fallen ones. But there are warnings against confusing it with the fallen angels. The Nephilim are not fallen angels. The word Nephal means the fallen ones, as in killed, slain. It's even associated with warriors and or death. So Nephilim comes from the Hebrew word Nephal, which translates to the fallen ones, but the fallen ones as in fallen in battle. Alright, so one of the theories that I found on who the Nephilim are stated that there are two bloodlines, the seed of the woman, being Eve, and the seed of the serpent, meaning Satan. So there is a holy lineage and an unholy lineage. The holy lineage is referred to as the sons of God. And the unholy lineage is referred to as the daughters of man. So Adam and Eve had many children, but some of you might be very familiarized with Cain and Abel. If not, then just very briefly, Cain and Abel were brothers. Out of the two, Cain was the eldest and Abel was the younger one. Cain was the one who worked the land and Abel was a shepherd. And one day, they both made an offering of sacrifice to God. Cain offered fruit and grain, 
and Abel offered fresh meat from his flock. Well, God ended up favoring Abel's sacrifice and rejecting Cain's. Cain then got very angry and ended up killing his brother out of jealousy. And that's how he became the very first murderer. But after this, according to Genesis chapter 4, verses 25 and 26, Eve bore another son named Seth. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And Seth, to him, also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. So after Cain slew Abel, Seth was born. Seth later had a son named Enos, and after he was born, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. So the sons of God come from the lineage of Seth, and the daughters of men come from the lineage of Cain. And so when the holy lineage mixed with the unholy lineage, the offspring is what is known as the Nephilim. This is what gave rise to the Nephilim. Now, the most popular theory, and the one that mostly everyone seems to agree with, is that the sons of God refers to angelic beings, most specifically the fallen angels, and the daughters of men refers to human women, and the offspring between the two are a hybrid creation, not of God, but rather of Satan in an attempt to corrupt the human race, known as the Nephilim. This is said to be one of the ways of Satan making everyone unholy. And apparently this is what led God to wanting to wipe out the whole world with the Great Flood. This was a huge offense to God. And apparently Noah was from the pure lineage, the godly lineage, and that's why he was chosen. But the reason that this second theory is the most agreed upon is probably because it's the one where there are more verses to back all of this up. For example, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 2, says, That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives, all of which they chose. And then later in verse 4, it states, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, 
men of renown. And it's also interesting to note that these hybrids, these beings, were supernatural beings. They were beings who, not only were they giants, but they also had supernatural strength. And as I was doing my research for this topic on the Nephilim, I found that this theme of gods and or divine beings having sexual relations with humans was found in many other different cultures and in many other different mythologies. And that's why you'll see hybrids of half-human, half-fish. So mermaids, for example. Or half-human, half-snake. Like a gorgon, right? Like Medusa. Or like the ancient Egyptian god, Anubis, where he's half-human, half-jackal. Or Horus, who had the head of a falcon and the body of a man. But let's go back to Greek mythology, where the god Zeus had intimate relations with a human woman, and their offspring is well known as Hercules, a demigod with supernatural strength. But he's not the only one. There's also Achilles and Perseus and many others. When it comes to the Nephilim, there are certainly many other theories. Some say they are the offspring between the two social groups, the sons of God being kings and the daughters of men being the commoners. Others say they are the offspring of humans and demon-possessed humans. And others say they are simply extraterrestrial beings. So what theory do you believe? Let me know. You can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com and or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. A quick shout out to Akashic Alien who left me an awesome review on Apple Podcasts. I am extremely grateful for this because as you know, reviews help get the podcasts more exposure and it makes it easier for other open-minded people like us to find it. So thank you again, Akashic Alien, and I'm sorry it took so long for me to give you a shout out. I don't get notifications for the reviews that people are posting, but I'm going to make it a point to check it often now. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. And of course, if you have any questions or if there's any feedback or if you have anything that you simply want to share with me, well, you know where to reach me at. Thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.